Eventually, we're gonna have to just. All the little girls that I see are gonna get down on their knees to pray because I'm humble like Jesus. Hello, Bible Beaters. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Ooh. Beater Podcast. Ooh, that cut off sharp. <laughs> What? Oh, goddamn. Oh, smash cut. We're in shambles at the beginning of this episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. I started talking before the music was on. This is Caleb Campbell, the Lord of Hosts, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. I don't understand why people get mad at me interrupting when they get told right off the bat that they can go fuck themselves. Well, because I still get mad. (laughs) It's it's like it's going to happen. It's always annoying is the thing. That's why. Yep. It's like, get used to it. I'm going to be annoying forever. Yeah, I'm not touching you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's it going anyways, Kyle? What's up? What's new? How's life? I know you just want me to ask, what's up with you? I'm nothing. How was your party last night? Um, It was okay. Last night was Isolation Festival. And it wasn't really a party. It was just me, Josh, and Sim. At, okay. And we watched. It was actually fucking so cool. They had like 13 bands, all from like most of them from their houses. There was a couple of the bands in studio, and like there's like guys like sing- screaming in their kitchen and guys playing fucking guitar with like pictures of their girlfriend well, that on their rules. desk. It was awesome. There was one band. I think they were Canadian. The this Quebec band. The the guy was old as fuck, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really have a computer or any way to like hook up to. I'm just gonna put." And he sang into his phone, staring out his back window, and it sounded like garbage. But he didn't give a shit. He was just like, he had a (laughs) he had a fucking um, high vis mask, and then he had a mask on his head that looked like a yarmulke, and he just sang into his phone, and it was fucking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I bet you everyone said how awesome and cool that was. How is not caring or doing a good job cool? It was funny because it's like that kind of old guy that doesn't give a shit like what the kids are doing. <laughs> he's like, whatever. Like, he's a part of it, but not really. It's also like what every cool person was in high school or yeah. junior high. The kid that didn't try and like Because I don't give a shit, Kyle. That, we were just so talking about idol. that. Yeah. yeah. There was one, my very disappointing, though, my favorite band, yeah. in, like... Any different day you catch me, I'm going to say one, three different bands are my favorite band. But Insufirm. Insufirm oh, is my old... They're my ex-favorite band. <laughs> oh, yeah, you broke up? Um, I'm just really into Insomnium these days. But they them. fucking... They played at, like, some empty, like, bar or something. And they sounded the... Like, they're sound... Like, they they played all their songs good, but mm-hmm. the, the sound was fucking dog shit. And it was very disappointing to me. Well, it's like playing in an empty cave. Yeah. The people, like, diffuse the sound. If there's no people, it sounds like shit. I like the guys that were just sitting at their desk, like, plugged into their computer, because it actually sounded like how a guitar mm. is supposed to sound. Right. Yeah. But they were, like, getting, they play, getting mic'd. They, yeah, they, like, went into, like, a, yeah, some yeah. sort of empty theater or something. I like the effort. I do. It was cool. Um, I'm definitely, I'm like, anytime Insomnium comes near me, I'm going to go see them again, buy another shirt. You like my Insomnium oh. shirt? I said, give me the gayest pink and purple one. It's like Miami Vice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's dope. Because they did an album called Winter's Gate. I don't Gate. hate it. They did an album called Winter's Gate, and it's all like medley. Oh, with I thought like... you said Winter's Gay. No. Yeah, fuck yeah. Some rules, dude. Winter's. <laughs> no. <they're... laughs> Winter fucks your ass. The cold countries are make the best metal. Like Sepultura from Brazil sucks shit. Okay? You have to live in a place with no light and snow and sadness. That's what Finland is. It's a mm-hmm. factory of sadness. Because they get no vitamin D. No, none. 
Dude, I, I, I think I said this before, but when I went, I went there to visit, mm-hmm. and I was all fucked up the whole time because I couldn't get over jet lag because it was dark all the time. So I'd just be walking around, and I was walking around the town, and like kids got out of school, and it was like two thirty, three in the mm-hmm. afternoon. But I thought it was three in the morning because it was pitch black, and I was like, "What are these kids doing out at three in the morning?" And then I realized I was a retard. So you're just stumbling around shit-faced at the dark all the time. Yeah, exactly. Not knowing what time it is, and it doesn't matter because you're drinking from one day to Dude, another. Dude, I saw, um, oh, what the fuck's their name? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, uh, um, whatever. I saw a metal band. I can't oh, remember their name. Oh, uh, that's Liam Lynch. No, they're whatever. influential <laughs> to Ensiferum. It no, starts no, no, with an no. A. Yeah, I don't know. It's embarrassing that I can't. A- Animus or something? They're... I would never know. Okay. I choose not to. Even if I do, I would choose not I to. I saw know. them, and they're kicked ass. And then I went outside. It was New Year's Eve. It turns out it was Finland's 100th birthday. Okay? So they had the guy, Darude, was there. Sandstorm. He's Finnish. And he was counting down. That rules. And everybody, there was, I don't know, 100,000 people out. And I was like, man, the Finns go hard for fucking New Year's. I didn't realize it was like their, like, 100-year party <laughs> and i was just like man fins are nuts and they counted down the thing 10 9 8 and the place was just bananas dude i woke up on the wrong side of town i had to walk like two and a half hours like i was totally lost i got bottled at some point i saw some guy get his ass kicked and i tried to like interfere and someone bottled me and i ran away <laughs> dude that could literally be the the name of of your uh, uh autobiography I woke up on the other side of town. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good title for maybe an album or something. It is, because you fucking do. Yeah. Every story is like, so I walked 13 hours and with those no shoes. And it was New Year's in Finland, man. I was fucking cold as shit. Oh. But, yeah, but my mom, she always buys the insurance on her plane tickets, so... Like, they lost her bag. Yeah, because she is fucking... Traveling all the time. No, and she has you as as uh, children. Well, yeah, so she, they didn't lose my bag. They lost her bag, but mm-hmm. she gets to spend, you know, I think $2,000 on clothes. Yeah, if So you she bought insurance. me, like, a, a sweet jacket, a shirt, some jeans, some, uh, like, $300. But then she has to be like, why do you need men's jeans? And doesn't matter. They have just... to justify the purchase. Well, if they check. Mm-hmm. So we got away with it. I guess as long as it's clothes, she can be like, I'm trans. Yeah. Or just, I'm a tomboy. Yeah, was, you can say whatever you want. I, I'm sure no one's ever. Checked. You're not as Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Campbell. You're not as short and fat as your clothes would describe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, speaking of being short and fat, oh, tits are the same size though. Fuck, I got humiliated at Knox yesterday. Knox is the little <laughs> mountain that in the town that we live. The very popular hiking one. So I walked there and I walk up it and I was walking up and I passed this like, you know, you know, middle aged mom lady with a fat ass like at the beginning of the hike. Hell yeah. Dude. And I was just like, you know, Young got nothing. That's and then, for you, baby. And then I take little <laughs> breaks because I'm fat on the way up to at different things. And I noticed she was like gaining on me at the first one. She was like there. And at the next one, she was like, you know, 50 yards behind me. So now I'm like looking over my shoulder at this mom who's just like relentlessly gaining on me <laughs> and i'm just like fuck man and I'm, so i'm like dude i'm not gonna have get, some willpower i'm not gonna get beat by this mom hell yeah and then um yeah she fucking beat me man she just fucking hiked up past me that was a big fat she ass t- all muscle because that, that'll get you up she a took a shortcut because mm-hmm. social distancing they have like so i went on the real path and she like went up the thing but we were like <clears> neck and neck like i estimate we would have tied because i tried to catch her when she passed me and i uh, couldn't catch her 
So it was it was you couldn't. I I mean I could have sprinted and got up there, but I was like that would have been so. Funny. I'm hiking at like you should have ended that story like that and lied to me. <laughs> it's just yeah, just ultra competitive. Just sprint past her, push her down the stairs, be like, like take it, rock <laughs> dance at the top. Yeah. Slap her ass on the way up. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like a passive aggressive thing. Like I tried to k- keep the pace I was she, walking. She knew she beat you. That but is what you're saying. I think. Well, she. Props to her. It, what it, it's more about being self defeating. I was like that. I got beat by that an old makes lady. You feel better. How well, old is she? I don't know. She looked like forty. That's hilarious to call a forty year old an old lady. You're yeah. like thirty two. I know. I, I thought about that <laughs> on the way here. There, when I'm fifty, a forty year old's gonna be an old lady. I think. I think once you get like you're out of your fucking mind. Once you get sagged, forty old is gonna look lady. so. <laughs> I, you heard it here first. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll stamp that. <laughs> Battle Beater's approval. You get saggy tits or you're an old lady. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Dude, um, I, uh, I seeded my lawn today. Yeah? that's You yeah. can't spill your seed on the ground, Kyle. I did. All over the place, dude. <laughs> okay. Every, every... Just jerking it, off in your backyard. I'm fertilizing. Every quarter of an inch. <laughs> dude, you know how long it takes up? You know how long it takes to save up like a liter of jizz in a jar just yeah. to put in the... Hang in on. Your, your backyard is like twice the size of this table, right? It's so small. So, yeah, you seeded that? Yeah. Nice. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll probably be like your head. Probably just start like throw, grow some wispy strands and then just die. Fuck, can you see that? <laughs> that light's too bright. Turn that down. God, these lights are bright. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, did I tell you this that I thought I was I had like a saw in the mirror. I went in the mirror and I was like, oh, I'm yeah. growing some hairs back. <laughs> no, and then I was like, you did tell me this <laughs> like two weeks ago at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> They're like, it's growing back. You're like, no. I did it again today for like a half a second. You like convince yourself. You're like. That's optimism, Kyle. It's important mm-hmm. to have that. And uh, Yeah, but then it's met with immediate, you're fucking idiot depression. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the problem with optimism is that when it goes wrong, it's just so much worse. You have to just be one of those jackasses that goes, well, that's for the better. <sighs> my you know? dad is. That, the- that's the. Let's put a spin on a positive. My dad is the. Being ex- bald will make me look <laughs> crazier. So that'll in turn somehow be good for me. Um. Everybody thinks they're going to look like shit. When you just shave I don't your look head. bad. Yeah. But I already look crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, relatively speaking. Well, every like Bill Puck talks about it all the time. He's like I should have shaved my head years ago. It's the greatest thing. I'm you not got, shaving you, it yet. You got lots of time. But I'm just saying, if, it's I, not get, if be- I get to hear, mark my Bible beater's words, it's go- the whole thing's coming up. Get a up. tattoo, like right here. No, <laughs> because then I'll know exactly where it used to be. And you know what? I won't be able to delude myself into thinking it hasn't gotten any worse. Um, do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? No. No, no, no because we had that fucking poetry bullshit in between. Oh, that's true. And I totally forgot. So I was like, I kept on th- wanting to say poetry, poetry. So last... Last week we read the Psalms. That's true. And a, or uh, we, we did no, not, not not last week. Yeah, a few days ago. God damn it! This is fucking me up too. But the, where we are in the story is uh, David fled um, to he saved the town of Kelia, right? Saul pursued him, and then they went into the desert of Ziph. And the desert. Uh, the desert. What's a desert? Sorry, the desert of Ziph. What did you say? I said desert. What does that mean? <laughs> You're throwing me off. Is that some kind of fucking uh, tasty after dinner treat or something? Yeah, it's made of sand. <laughs> mm. Um, I was trying to make a sandwich joke, but I'm too dumb. <laughs> Dude, if you can't make a sandwich joke, you're fucked. Why? Because you should have a lot of experience. <laughs> <laughs> I like cheeseburgers and pizza. 
Dude, you went soft. Um, so I don't even remember remember what just we read last week. Actually, so Saul pursued David. Then David, uh, I'll just read the last paragraph. He's been recruiting people, and beyond yeah. that, I don't remember. I was so excited to get to this part of the story because Saul basically just ran David from town to town to town. Oh, I remember we talked at the end how uh, how everything David said, like was from his perspective, propaganda wise, is yeah. just so in his favor. Everything anyone else does is so against him. Yeah, it's also possible that's the, how the story went, and that's what makes it so great, right? Mm. I, I I choose to believe because it's not unbelievable. I, I choose to as well. But then. it's you have to remember that yeah, it's written history is written by the winners. I also and... choose to look at you as skinny. Okay, well, that's nice of you. That's an optimist. Yeah, <laughs> that's my new thing. I'm not bald, and you're skinny, and the Bible's true. The thing is, I can get skinny. <laughs> you can never grow your hair you can get back. Dave Cobb surgery. <laughs> Dave Cobb. <laughs> is that what you want? Huh? Yeah, I want my head to look like get, front get, pubes. Get, get the Joe Rogan where they take the back of your head and staple it to the top of your head. That's what it is. The Dave yeah. Cop surgery. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dude, it got so good now. If you have like $50,000, you could not look bald. Isn't that worth it? Not worth it. So, um, I'm just reading the last paragraph. Saul was going along the one side of the mountain, and Dave and his men were on the other side, hurrying to get away from Saul. As Saul and his forces were closing in on David his, and his men to capture them, a messenger came to Saul. Come quickly. The Philistines are raiding the land. So then Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went back to meet the Philistines. That is why they call this place Selah Hamakalach. Whatever the fuck that means. And it doesn't say what it means at the bottom. It does say it means rock of parting. Oh, that rock of what? Parting. So they both split up ways. Rock of partying. <laughs> no, part- <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the birthplace of rock and roll. So, and David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. So this now we're at Getty Lee, Engedi Rush, the Rock of Party, Engedi Deddy, yeah, (laughs) the Rock of Party. (laughs) So, um, First Samuel twenty four. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of Engedi. So Saul took three thousand. You, you will find the prophet who is really good at the base. <laughs> of what? He will form a band four thousand years later that will bring rock and roll in Canada. <laughs> there's a band. There's a Christian rock band I used to listen to called Petra, and they were mm-hmm. they, they fucking always had pictures on like the tops of mountains and shit. Yeah, they sucked. Uh, is there any good Christian rock bands that yeah that never crossed over? Um, I think they're called. Woe of Tyrants. Okay. They're fucking pretty badass. They have a song <clears throat> called, like, The Seven Braids of Samson. All their songs are biblical. See, you could you could make that good, though. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. It's that fucking, could rule. It, it's, yeah. it fucking slaps, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone say that? Or I've just been saying you? it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like how Led Zeppelin made everything about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You could, you could make a metal and rock about the Bible, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kill the infants, man. Kill the children and the infants. <laughs> Fucking, that's the most metal shit ever. You can't do that, though, because you got to get someone's going to get played in church to get those royalties. The thing about that band that's cool radio. is they swear they're not a Christian band. They just say the Bible's badass. So, Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, who's the song that says, To Hell with the Devil? Striper. They're like 80s rock, power cheese. I know Striper. Yeah, they were like, they toured with like Ozzy and shit, I'm yeah, pretty, quite sure. they did. Yeah. They're okay. I mean, they're not awesome, but for Christian, they're amazing. They're the best of all time. I mean, you have to handicap the compliment. Like, if it's for, like mm-hmm. they're good for a Christian band. Um, who else? There's a couple. I mean, 
Just like you're good looking for a comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's smart for a girl. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Get on the misogyny train, dude. So, <laughs> I, every mm. once in a while. The thing is, it's fun to pepper. A little, a little it's like flavor, it. Kyle. When you fucking dump it all over and you just You're telling fucking... me you don't like to eat Cheetos every day? <laughs> just sometimes? I hate Cheetos. <laughs> I don't eat chips, uh, surprisingly. Not even the triangle ones? <laughs> Not really, no. After Saul, so, so I'll just start over. So after Saul returned from this, pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of Engedi. So Saul took three thousand chosen chosen men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. <clears throat> he came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there. Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far in the back of the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. So that's pretty badass. That's where his power is. Uh, no. So Saul's taking a shit? Yeah. Or taking a <laughs> shit or taking a piss. He smelt him. And, uh, he's got to be taking a shit because you could just piss yeah, inside the road. Mm -hmm. So he goes up into this cave and David and all his men are hiding at the back and they're they're saying to him, this is what the, like God was saying. He's going to give your enemies into your hands. Like, go fucking finish that guy off. So David creeps up, and instead of killing him, he just cuts a corner off of his robe off. You'll see what this means. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. It's more like a warning. Like, hey, motherfucker, I could have killed you. Why didn't he just kill him? Because he's righteous. Because David is a, a good... I thought God gave him into his hands. Okay. Well, no, so the men said that, but David knew better because David is a righteous man. That Kyle, like God hates killing all of a sudden. Right? They, well, he, David's been saying this whole time. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but David, Saul, was the first king ever of Israel, right? Yeah. He's got, God chose Saul specifically. So David always says, I'm not going to kill Saul's chosen man. And that's why David— God's chosen man. Yeah. Not Saul's. God's chosen man is Saul. Yeah, yeah. And then David is also anointed by Samuel and God to be the next king, but he won't himself— Strike down God's anointed. It gives him moral superiority for the rest of his life that he, was, he wouldn't lay a hand. And so he gets to also say, like, look, I'm a good guy. So he just, like, cut his face like a hooker? No. I mean, not really. Like he just branded him? No, he just cut off a corner <laughs> of his cloak. That's way different than cutting a hooker's <laughs> face. Okay? Remember me forever, motherfucker. That's way fucking worse. <laughs> After. It's kind of funny about that. It's like, here's the here's a woman that'll fuck you for money. Let's make her that's, uglier. Jesus, you that's know? not funny at all. That's so bad. To, I, no, mean, I mean, the fact that they're making her uglier. I mean, I don't think cutting hookers' faces is funny. I, and also, fuck you for taking that literally. Well, the fact is that some people abuse those people, and it's fucking horrific. But yeah, did they do that back in the day to mark them? Uh, to make them a slave? Uh, yeah, if you're a yeah, sex like, slave. Yeah. I thought you were talking about modern day people hiring no, a hooker. They don't even do that anymore. People do that. You hear sick stories of fucking people well, doing Well, that was an actual thing back <laughs> uh, in the day at some point. Uh, like, yeah. They marked hookers by cutting their face. I didn't know that. I thought you were saying, like, it's funny when people do that. <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. Afterwards, Kyle's looking. We're not going to be friends anymore. Whatever. We're Afterwards, out. David was conscious. Breaking up with you. It's fine. I'll just take Tism and I'll just put him over there and I'll go Tism. Yeah, we're gonna put him in the middle. Then he's gonna whoever he comes to gets him. <laughs> I'll just hold up some fucking uh, Dairy Queen chicken strips. Well, that'll do it. 
water boy? Come on. <clears throat> Afterwards, David was conscience stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lift my hand against him, for he is anointed of the Lord. With these words, David rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul, and Saul left the cave and went on his way. Then David went out to the cave and called to Saul, My Lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself. Why are they missing a corner of your robe? Yeah, so David, yeah, exactly. So David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Prostrated? Uh, he, like, bowed oh. low, like like the Muslims who pray. They mm -hmm. got right down with your face to the ground. To the sun god or whatever? <laughs> um, they, they faced the sun, Kyle. It's, they actually pray to the same god that, they, that the Jews pray to, ironically. Yeah, Allah. Yeah. Which is bananas that they're like, you pray to the same God, but you worship him a little bit wrong. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I think it's more like you're on my holy land, and if we, I don't get it back, I don't get ascended to heaven or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, Isn't that it? Um, well, Muhammad came and said that, I don't actually know. I, I'm over my head, but I think he said something about, like, we're the new descendants. And so they Muhammad's like, more reasonable than Jesus, really. Because um, at least he didn't claim no, to be the son of way, God. He's yeah, worse. but he was like, I'm a human being. This is what I interpret God to, to do or whatever. Or does God talk to him? Jesus? No, no, no. Muhammad? Yeah. Well, his story kind of sucks, actually, because the angel Gabriel visited him in a cave. I actually think it's way more badass to be like, me, I am the son of I, God. I'm God. Yeah, I'm God. And then they crucified him. They're like, "Are you who's God now, motherfucker?" And then he's then uh, supposedly he came back, but no one like I don't believe that. That is cooler. And so, but Muhammad, Muhammad, an angel visited him in a cave and told him to write all Maybe this. Maybe the shit Muslims down. are too smart to believe that a human being that can't do anything magical wasn't God. Yeah. Well, apparently Jesus could do miracles. So a like what? He oh he did tons of miracles. I know the fish one. He rose Lazarus from the dead. Uh -huh. He uh, that's healed pretty, a, that's a pretty good he one. He spit on a guy on, on some sand and rubbed it in a blind man's eyes, and he got better. He could see. Dude, I did that guy. I got arrested. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he healed a lame man. Why does he have to do that to to make him see? It's weird. <laughs> it's a it's a weird. I always thought it was weird. I always thought it was super weird. Um, the century. Oh yeah, you got prostate cancer. I'm gonna shove, the, shove this dildo up your ass. You know? Yeah. Is that erotic to throw sand in a blind man's eyes? It's completely I, ironic. I mean, yes. That in that case, most of the in, uh, the miracles aren't like some sort of monkey paw switcheroo. Mm -hmm. But that is funny. I didn't actually. It's completely. It's one hundred percent ironic. <laughs> Running sand in a blind man's eye. <laughs> I never even considered the sand in the eyes. I thought it was gross that he spat in the, and yeah. made mud and then rubbed it on his face. If you're deaf, Jesus stabs a pencil in your ear. <laughs> yeah. He healed a deaf person. There's Apparently crowds of people would come, and if you could just touch his cloak, you'd get better. So this one lady oh. like came through and like was like crawled Is through the crowd. Is that where that shit comes from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the faith of the Roman centurion, a Roman centurion like, uh, said, hey, can you... Declare my servant better because Jesus said, I can't come to your house right now. Mm -hmm. um, blah, blah. He's like, I don't need you to come. I just need you to declare it to work. And she's like, now that man has faith. Everybody should have faith like this Roman centurion. And sure enough, the guy's. And also, you're God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you need? I need to touch you. 
Um, that was the thing. He would lay hands on the sick. To this day, Christians think it's more effective to lay hands on you when they pray. That's why it's I, I never let them lay hands. People go, can I pray for you? I go, no. And they're like, I'm like, don't touch me. I'm like, pray from over there. And they get weirded out. And it's funny as fuck to me. Are you allowed to lay hands anywhere? Um, no. If you're praying for somebody? I mean, that's where fucking pastors get into trouble. That's how it starts, man. I swear, I swear to God, I'm gonna lay at. That's fucking the creepy youth Just leader. Grabbing some titties. That's the creepy youth leader, dude. I mean, it didn't happen to me, but I heard of it happening. You know what? Like, a, what if you prayed to have a bigger dick? What's he supposed to do? Well, you, yeah, you'd have to put your hand on mm-hmm. the dick there. Mm-hmm. I would never pray for that, though. It just seems like a chore. But Having a big dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's girls that prayed for bigger boobs. Doesn't every girl? I've heard that story yeah, from so, so many so, girls. I'm going to have to lay hands on them. That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, back to the Bible here. What a small dick thing to say, though. A big dick seems annoying. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> that sucks. I just don't every, give a shit. I wouldn't want that. That it's seems too off-putting. much blood. It makes you dumber. When you get a boner, it just drain, fills, t- drains <clears throat> all your blood. I still have most of my blood in my head. So, yeah. that's fine. Um,. When he said to Saul, so David is lie down, pro- prostrated himself. He said to Saul, why do you listen when the men say David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands. Some urged me to kill you, kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lift my hand against my master because he is the Lord's anointed. Now he's his master. Uh, he said that before. Yeah, okay. call, call, Saul is the king, the master. Mm-hmm. He's in charge of everybody. And so... See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. Now understand and recognize that I am not guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. Again, based on the evil spirit that's tormenting Saul from God. Uh It's a weird, dumb story. So at the beginning, it says... Saul was tormented by an evil spirit, right? From God. It yeah. says it two times. The whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so from God. And then under that thing, he acts r- r- enraged, and he tries to kill David. Now it, they stop talking about the spirit, and they just make it seem like Saul is just hell-bent on killing David. So the story kind of morphs into Saul being this bad guy. It, it, he's kind You're of right. been, the, been the bad guy. But if at the source of that, an evil spirit from God. What did he do to deserve that again? <laughs> Um, he didn't kill all the animals. Oh, he took, yeah. He killed all the people, but saved the animals. To eat. To, yeah, because it's like worth, it's like, you know, burning all the cars. If you mm-hmm. like, went to Vernon and you killed everybody there and you, they said kill everybody and kill all their, you know, burn down all their cars and take, like, don't take any of their TVs and you took all their TVs and cars and shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> How many TVs does one person need, really? It seems like a lot. <laughs> everybody wants, like, five TVs. But, uh. Right now, if Saul's trying to kill him, mm-hmm. he's found him. So yeah, so and presumably he has an army with him. Yeah, so that's what ha- so David comes out. So this that's what happens next. If Saul is really full of hate, hold on, because I, I have a feeling what's going to happen is Saul. If Saul is really full of hate, uh, without like out of his control, because a demon is tormenting him, mm-hmm. wouldn't he and his army immediately turn and kill? David. That would seem, from Saul's perspective, that would seem like the rational thing to do. Not even rational. He's got a demon tormenting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So He's he... been doing this for months. Yeah. He ki- already killed everyone in that other dude's family for helping him. Exactly. And now he's going to miraculously change his mind. Yeah. So, so, 
I am not the wrong. The Bible sucks, dude. <laughs> I take it back. I've been telling you, you this for years. You, you couldn't make a good rock song. If you actually went through this, everything would be, you know, every every song is about like a girlfriend breaking up with him. Like every rock song, when you really get down to it. Yeah. They're all like, my girlfriend broke up with me and I'm really angry, you know, and that's yeah. how it goes. That's what the Bible is also. It kind of. I mean, it's like not it's just like I thought God was mad at me. Turns out he loves me. That's this the rules. Psalms. That's yeah. what the Psalms is all about, dude. This rules. <laughs> As so, and uh, I have not wronged you, or in, in any, I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge you, judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs that you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. As the old saying goes, from evildoers come evil deeds. So my hand will not touch you. That's kind of cool that they talk about an old saying in a 3,000-year-old book. That is kind of cool. As the old saying goes, from evildoers, like, he's saying bad is, people do bad things. What's the what's it from? Like, the, how long does it go? Yeah, this is from Eve. This is from uh, the Garden of Eden. Who knows, man? Maybe before that. Maybe God's, Maybe that's God's catchphrase, and he makes evildoers do evil deeds. Do you think God... <clears throat> Before uh, the Garden of Eden was created, you know how like uh, sound waves get absorbed into plants and stuff. And you can react, like, yeah. and they like reverberate off that. And you can kind of read it, and uh, that like it'll always kind of travel until it finally dissipates. Yeah, I think God talked, and then it like got like before everything was created. That's how he did it. And he then spoke got... things into existence. The God said, <clears throat> "Let there be light." The... Oh, you're right. It's that's how the John That was almost exactly what I was going to say. John 1:1. 1, 1. First in the <laughs> beginning was the word and the oh, word was yeah. with God. No, it's actually a profound realization that not a lot of people catch up on. That's actually really smart that it started out oh, as a thanks, word. Dude. No, but <clears throat> my favorite author Borges writes a whole essay on how the word God is really the Bible is God. It's the, it's his, mm -hmm. it's the word because he doesn't actually exist. So the word manifests itself into reality. Yeah, it's kind of a badass philosophical idea. Uh, I, I don't know what's badass. It's I just like it's not really badass at all. It's just it's, an idea. It's good ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> badass is like it's when Angus you're is, It's Angus's fucking dream girl. <laughs> Big fat ass. <laughs> you like the chubbies? <laughs> no. Listen to that voice. What? Just that this... that voice likes thick chicks. Dude, he likes a big fat ass. Yeah, but I don't like fat woman. Yeah, well, I never said that. There's a, it's a weird thing. Some girls can have a fat ass and not be fat, but who knows? So I have not. So as the who old who knows? I I just say that. Google it. I I'm just trying to get back into here. Now back to the Bible. As the old saying goes, from evil doers come evil deeds. Have you seen? I just remind, I was reminded of this. That little black kid, he's like like 11 years old, and he steals his mom's car and drives her down the street and cashes. By the way, he's five. Oh, he's like five? He's just a gigantic five-year-old. Okay, I he's like five. I just didn't think it would be believable. <laughs> and they have him on the interview like, why'd you do that? He's like, because it's fun to do bad things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe this is a different kid. This kid says on like, the news, like, why'd you do that? He's like, I just like to do bad shit with my friends. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that like, kid's the coolest he's kid He's a gangster. But, uh, <laughs> he, why is he a gangster? Because that's a gangster attitude. Okay, I like to yeah. do bad things uh, with my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I approve that. If that's the reason that he's gangster. <laughs> Not the other one you really Stop meant. waving your finger at me. <laughs> this is another kid recently. In the vein of this kid, I remember yeah. what you're talking about now. This is a completely different kid. He's like four or five. He, is, he, he had $3.15 in, like in his pocket. Yeah. And he stole the car to go buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> this kid was fucking Kids huge. Kid's going somewhere, man. This kid, this kid was like a buck 20. 
There's no way he's five in that. Oh, he's thing. five. He's he's pretty tall, but so fucking fat. Yeah. Wow. Maybe That's... not a buck twenty. That was an exaggeration. <laughs> but he's I... a big fucking five year old. I get it. So as he, uh, I, his mom left for work, was like, "No, you can't have a Lamborghini." And he went, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I got tree you know, fitting. Hey, he's like, "I'm a millionaire." Was, was that the tree fitting kit? No, about tree fitting. All right. No, that was South Park. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering what that that was from. Against whom has the King of Israel? That was a Loch Ness monster. Yeah, that's the one episode. You're just thinking of other black people. These ones are cartoons, though. Okay. <laughs> Against whom has the king of Israel come out? They weren't gangster. Whom are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? Now, I, I guess that he's taunting him. <clears throat> David's going against who? Like, who are you chasing? What's Whom are you pursuing? Is he trying to reason with a senile man and then make mocking him? It sounds like that. I hope Saul fucking kills him. So against whom is the king? has the king of Israel come out? Whom are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? May the Lord be the judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. Oh, is he saying he's worthless? Like, why are you chasing me? I'm nothing now? Or I don't. Un- maybe. that's actually, That seems reasonable. I never understood this part. Um, I thought he was taunting him. Like, what are you even chasing? But how is that a taunt? I don't know. Like, those are just worthless things. That's but all, but he dog. says right after that, like the Lord's gonna uphold my cause and vindicate me. I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's what he's saying. You know what? I don't either. And then David finished saying this. <clears throat> Saul asked, when David finished saying this, Saul asked, "Is that your voice, David, my son?" And he wept aloud. "You are more righteous than I," he said. "You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly." You have, Fuck off. That's the story, Kyle. That's how they fucking wrote it. <laughs> it's kind of preposteroni Tony. Uh, what an epic speech he delivered there. David in did. In the cave. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it would have went in real life? See how I cut your cloak? <laughs> or pew, you know. arrow. Yeah. Well, Saul was a Benjamin. I'd probably be a slingshot. Yeah, or that too. Or any one of his goons that he brought with him. Yeah, Doeg the Edomite. And how come he's... Sick him, Doeg. He's taking a shit in a cave, but he's like, no one look at me. He has no bodyguards. I don't know. Yeah, and the cave was big enough. I guess people just did that then. The cave was big enough king, to hide David and 600 guys back there. So there, they... 600? Yeah, that's how many guys he has. Oh, fuck. I think. I was thinking of like... Did, didn't I thought it say he had David, like eight dudes. David and his 600 like fled Saul. So I'm imagining there's like... It's a huge cave and Saul kind of just goes in. You don't want to go too far in the dark and cave... Like they see them coming obviously and they flee into the back darkness of the cave and they're all lying down. Saul just takes a filthy gross poop and David sneaks up <laughs> on him. you know how loud that would be in a cave? <laughs> 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 they're like, how long are we going to let this go on for? Just kill the guy. Oh man, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man, I never considered that shitting out loud. It would be a shit. <laughs> man, nice acoustics just bouncing off the walls. <laughs> like the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> oh, man, that's good shit. Nice. Um, you are more righteous than I. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just now told me of the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me in your hands. Saul just agrees with them. That's why this reads like pure propaganda. It's horseshit. Yeah, right? Um, it's Saul shit, dude. <laughs> it's Saul shit. It's, it never happened. When man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. 
I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established. This is in fuck. Your... Now he's like on his knees sucking his dick. He's yeah. been looking for him for months. Yeah. He killed 80 people in his name. And one speech, he's like, I never saw it that way before. Yeah. That, I mean, you see through the bullshit. I'm, people in church eat this up. What What is their explanation? They're like, God did this no right one, now? No one thinks about it. They go, that's completely plausible. They go, that seems like, because David's God's chosen, and we don't think, because we're in church, and we get told what to think. And then they go, that's, that, you know, to- works to me. David seems like, David's God's favorite guy. It, like, and pretty much, I think that most people go into the story knowing a little bit about David, because David mm-hmm. goes Well, that's down. not fair. You know, like, I knew he was going to be king, so the whole time, yeah, so did everyone. Yeah, that's right? Because he's... Yeah. His, reputation precedes the story and then you read the story and it's like you know know it bothers me it's not like these are this is this is typical human being behavior we're supposed to assume right yeah it's not god's not coming in and well everybody does every great king that we read about today and if they had time to make their histories yeah makes their everything they do seem awesome and when they eliminate their rivals like that guy was out to get me i had no other choice like you know, it's funny if you think the Bible's real, <clears throat> and the people who wrote it, mm-hmm. just like there's one dictatorship left in this world, right? One ultimate dictatorship. There's communistic leaders and stuff. Are you talking one, about North Korea? Yeah, I am. Yeah. And look at what he says he does in a world full of technology. Yeah, he said he went golfing, got seven holes in one. And now he's it's, in a world where the best golf in the world won't get two in yeah. one round. I, I, yeah, he got seven. A big fat old Korean dude that's like five feet and tall, people, and he can dunk. <laughs> By the way, he can dunk. But his people believe him. That's the power of propaganda. But I mean, that's who's writing history. Yeah, exactly. In in, in fucking history. We don't know. Back then, they had, I guess, lower aspirations of what was cool. Mm-hmm. In Kim Jong-un's history, if the rest of the world was indoctrinated into whatever his is, or we didn't have the 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 ability to share knowledge yeah. so efficiently, we might believe in 200 years... That the leader of North Korea shot seven holes in ones and could dunk. Yeah. He must, they're like, fuck, they were just better at golf back then, yeah. I guess. And the other thing, uh, uh, or maybe a, a thing that compounds this, a, mm-hmm. a wild thing, is remember it's illegal or forbidden by God to make any graven image or sculpture. So all they have is the written word. So you don't have any sculptures of like what these people the look kings like. kings or anything? Yeah. None of that. Well, the sculpture doesn't matter. Well, I'm sure thinking, there's seven foot tall sculptures of Kim Jong. That, that's what they would. That, that's what they would make, right? Mm-hmm. So I just thought of that. Is he dead? By the way, I heard that he's dead, but they came out with a picture of him cutting a ribbon. But that could have been from any any time ever. Also, could have just been another Asian dude because who can tell them apart? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's God's so, fault. So um, he made them all look the same. He got bored. I mean, every Korean's got a big fucking shovel head. You know, it's like. I can they t- all look. They all I look can like- tell the difference. Honestly, I can, I can tell, tell a Japanese, so a Chinese, I. a Korean, and then Cambodia, like those Chinese, Korean, Japanese is all I can tell. Yeah, Once you get sure. into like Indonesian and like all the yeah, which is Asian but darker skin. Yeah, Malay right. and Cambodian, Vietnamese. Yeah, then or Thailand or all that shit. You know what? I have no but idea. But they all are <laughs> way smaller kind of regions. So what I mean is like I don't know. Japan's on its own island, so it's distinct. You mean you can tell the different slant eyes apart? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the it's the angle of the slants. <laughs> Are you, the reason I know is because I got obsessed with StarCraft like 10 years ago and now again recently. Mm-hmm. So I would stay up to like six, like 5 in the morning to watch South Korean like, StarCrafters. No, like TV, cha- TV channels. Though. Yeah. 
So then I, I knew is that, that on TV <laughs> over there. Yeah, sick. I, not, I don't know if it still is, but it's huge. <clears throat> I get Gangnam Style before everyone else. I'm so. I'm having a sip. So, where were we? So Saul, yeah. So Saul just basically says, "You're totally right. God's gonna make you king." So continuing <clears throat> from verse twenty, I know that you will surely be king. And that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. He's just saying this now. Saul is saying this to, to David. Now he, swear like to me. He's under a spell. Look, even if this was real, he would not. If he like accepts the fact that he graciously didn't kill him, and he's like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I will, uh, I will retreat my fucking assault on your life. Mm -hmm. Right? He wouldn't fucking bow down and suck his dick in front of everybody. Now swear, I, I mean, that's what he's doing. Oh, by the way, you're right. You will be king. I'm a piece of shit. Everyone love, <laughs> love King David. I suck. Hey, everybody hearing this, I'm gonna go over there now. He's going to be king. I'm going to go kill myself in this cave, actually. It seems very implausible. I agree. I, I, implausible? It, that it, never. No, ever in a million years. There's been people that did that. They got, Caesar's rivals famously just bowed to him in front of the army. and he Yeah, because them. he could have killed them all. Yeah. They have him in a point of weakness. They're outside a cave, mm -hmm. assuming with an army, mm -hmm. and they're in a cave. You know who wins that fight? Everyone outside the cave. You just light a fire in yeah. front of the cave. Uh-huh, and you win. Yeah. All the oxygen's gone, you die. Yeah. So they're at a point of extreme weakness, and he's bowing down in front it's of him. It's dumb, Kyle, but what do you want me to say? I, I want them to say God came over him or something. Okay, well, I'll let me finish. Now, swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants or wipe out my father's family. So David gave this oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. I like the Harry Potter shit better. You <laughs> Why? know? Because it's more. Because if there was a God, it would be like, okay, he did this. It's more believable in the story arc. Well, God is. I know how human beings are. That I know for sure, and mm -hmm. that wouldn't happen. I don't believe so either. <laughs> it's dumb. It's a. Dumb I believe story. that. I believe that he turned a staff into snakes more than I believe that. <laughs> you can't see a, a, an alpha male ever doing. No, that, can you? Ever, yeah. literally never, because it never would happen. <laughs> it would never happen. Well, that's the story. A ruthless... Take it or leave it, Kyle. A ruthless dictator kick. I mean, Saul really... The only he, Did he not kill uh, an entire lineage? Yeah, he did. Because he helped him? Yeah, and he killed and all the... And one speech, huge the, change of heart. Well, David's a pers persuasive guy. No, and God's not, on why side. didn't he do that earlier? Why didn't he do that at the beginning of the story? Why didn't he just talk to him I if he has with, such a fucking way with words? What do you want me to say? That's, why wouldn't you say this is fucking stupid? I have said it five times. I kind of like this one. I just think it's a great fucking. I think I love the I heroic. I liked it up until this point. Okay, well, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it's, there's more stuff that happens, Kyle. Okay. Get buckle up. It just gets. David's the ultimate superhero, and he never does anything wrong. He, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if he like started at the beginning. Yeah, and did that. But it's like watching a movie where they make the rules and, and then like, break their own yeah, rules. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that would never happen. No, it wouldn't. So it's a dumb story. <laughs> but people for three thousand years have ate it up. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. I agree. Like it's like here's why everything that everyone did to me was really mean, and then he goes, "Oh, by the way, the last guy that was king said I was the best of all time." So, yeah, yeah, yeah David. He's yeah. really mean to me, but now he said I'm the best. That's the story, so. man. So David, Nabal, and Abigail. Now Samuel died, so you could see a little thing that goes by the screen. Samuel died X years later. We don't know how long and has passed. And that's the prophet. Samuel the is the prophet, prophet. that anointed yeah. David. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. 
Oh, he's like popular, dude. You have to, yeah. So you have to consider, he's Gandalf, like he Gandalf the White. He it was Samuel might have been the most powerful person. Saul's the king, but Samuel is the conduit to God. The church is almost always the rival of the state. Sure. Throughout all of history, they're the only people because the king is the ultimate word on earth, but they're not on earth, so they talk to God. So good point. They're. Do you think King David was like, oh fuck? I hope he told people I was supposed to be king. Um, I think the whole world knows by now. Remember that the people are singing David's songs. Oh, yeah, good point. Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So Samuel died and all <coughs> Israel assembled and mourned for him. They buried him at his home in Ramah. When David moved down into the desert of Moan, or Moan, and that means uh, Paran, thanks for nothing. <laughs> a certain man. That clarifies everything. Um, in the Septuagint manuscripts, it's Paran. And Septuagint is the Greek manuscripts, if you don't remember. A certain man in my own who had property there at Caramel was very wealthy. Mm. He had thousands of, he had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep and two candy factories. When he was shearing, which he was shearing in Caramel, his men, his sorry, his name was Nabal and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman. But her husband, a Calebite, was surly. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's what it says. Her husband, a Calebite, was surly and mean with his dealings. So this guy's got a hot wife, and nobody likes him, and everybody likes his wife. Um, that rules. Intelligent and beautiful. That, that, you almost never hear about that when talking about women. I've never heard this. Mostly, mostly they don't even get names, right? So Intelligent? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> I just meant the, <laughs> I just meant the Bible yeah, the bar- barely calls them beautiful, I, I, like once in a while. Yeah, so Sarah was yeah. beautiful. There's like been like three chicks that were named beautiful, and this yeah. is one of them, Abigail. But it's like having a really beautiful car. You don't call it smart. You know what I mean? A smart car? <laughs> you no, don't think backfired. this? <laughs> so, so you know my, you get my point, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so her husband, a Calebite, was surly. Mean be funny if it said in brackets, but not smarter than a man. <laughs> <laughs> was surly and mean with his dealings. While David was in the desert, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to them, "Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say, say to him, long life to you, good health to you, and your and to your household, and good health to all that is yours." Um. Now hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Caramel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable towards my young men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can do to whatever you can find them. So David sends messengers. David's kind of not sure of his place in Israel at this time, I guess. <clears throat> he doesn't know who's on his side. Yeah, or... exactly. So this wealthy, wealthy guy, it's, you know, sheep shearing time. That's, I guess, like a, a harvest. So you make of, all the money. It's a harvest of some point. So it's a festival time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, remember when your shepherds were in our care? We didn't take any of your sheep. We didn't steal any of your shit. We're good people. Can you help us out a little bit? <laughs> he's saying that to uh, the, the rich, rich man. guy. Yeah. And the rich guy's going to be like, hell yeah, you're going to be king. Yeah, I want to be your buddy. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. 
Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and meat and have I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men from coming from who knows where? So he's like, yes, yeah, likely story. You guys were probably escaped slaves. And why should I spend my money that I have for my workers, this festival, for my you know people I employ? Mm-hmm. And why should I give it to you? Hmm. That's so, the, so the rich guy's not in. Yeah. Well, remember, he was described as a surly and mean in his dealings. So no. this guy's a prick. He's According to David. He right? didn't give me everything I asked there for. This go. guy's a big meanie. Exa- exactly that. You know what? God's going to kill him. Um, David's men turned around and went back. When they, rep- when, when they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, put on your swords. So they put on their swords. So they are going to. And David put on his. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of... Yeah? I thought you were going to say something. No, it's just it's just bothering me that, like, it's God's will for all this to happen, yet he has to attack him with 400 soldiers. Uh, I, again, you see through the facade, the facade of this fucking bullshit. When it's I re- so annoying. It's like, this was my destiny. When they teach, and I took it by force. When they teach it to you as children, you don't know any better, and then you... Most people carry that on their whole life, going, David is the best. God does everything for David, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to be like David. You know, I'm going to pray and do good things, and God's mm-hmm. going to do that shit for me every single time. It's dumb. I, I really hate it. Could you imagine if God granted the prayers of, like, every 13-year-old boy? <laughs> they, dude, they, they address that in... Uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh, really? Remember, he's trying to answer all the prayers, and he treats it like an email, and he just goes, yes to all. And like, oh, I don't remember it's, that. It's chaos. Like, people are riding. Like, I want pussy in a Ferrari. I want pussy in a Ferrari. <laughs> Dude, every, everybody <laughs> wins the lottery, so they all win, like, five cents. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. I like how that people are so stupid. Yeah. Instead of, I wish I had $100 million. You know, if you're going to wish for something, I wish I had $50 billion and owned three of the biggest tech companies in the world. It's just like, I wish I won the lottery. Dude, I used to dude, I used to do a bit when I very first started about that that on that premise about mm-hmm. people wasting their wishes. Like, fuck, I wish the bus came right now and then a bus comes up. I'm like, God damn it. That's why I cut the joke. Wish it wasn't fat. Wish it wasn't fat. And David's men turned around and went I back. I wish it wasn't bald. <laughs> <laughs> about 400 men went up at this. So one of the servants told Nabal's wife, Abigail, David sent messengers from the desert to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time they were out in the fields near near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, there was walls. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. So David's got, now David's coming armed. Mm-hmm. And um, the word has got to the rich guy? And he sends, so a servant told Nabal's wife, so... The rich guy rebuffs David's messengers, right? Sure, sure. And now a servant goes, yo, Nabal just told the, told David's messengers to fuck off. Like, the servant's basically relaying this message to Nabal's wife, the intelligent and beautiful. So you yeah. can imagine what she's going to do, right? Suck their dicks uh, for, to truth. Foreshadowing. So David sent messengers from the dessert to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. The whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day. Who the, said that? The servant. So like a guy that's shearing sheep. Was, said these men were really good to us? So, they didn't steal our shit? So David sent his 10 guys, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, go to talk to that guy. While they were there, 
They helped in the work of the oh, shepherds. Okay. okay. And they were like, look, we're coming on this way. Can you take us to your master? And they helped do the work, right? And then the servants, like, they were good workers. They didn't steal our stuff. Like, because sometimes, I, you have to imagine, I, I'm i just doing a thought experiment here. In the ancient world, there's no police. Strangers are oh, dude. Ger- generally mistrusted. But there's... If a dude with a sword comes up and wants to help you, you're like, I'm fucked. I have to say yes. I mean... Also, you are kind of got to ingratiate yourself. If you're going to a new town, there would be c- customs. Like, sure. So you, the custom probably was you just help a lot with any work you do. And hey, can I stay at your house? Like, remember when the Ruth and the uh, her daughter-in-law they just went to the well and they picked up water for people until somebody said, "Hey, do you got a place to stay?" Yeah. So I think that's what's going on that here. Makes sense. So the servant is still talking about David's men. So night and day, they were a wall around us, and all the time we were herding our sheep near them. So they're like, I guess, protecting them or helping them. Um, Now now think it over and see what you can do, because disaster is hanging over our master and this whole household. (laughs) And he is the master of disaster. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Abigail lost no time. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, Five sias, that's about 37 liters, of roasted grain, 100 cakes of raisin, and 200 cakes pressed of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she told her servants, go ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As he came in riding... he was a big meanie. Exactly. As she came riding on her donkey into the mountain ravine, there were David and... Does she fuck David? Is this David's wife? Uh, We'll see. And David and his oh, men were sure. descending towards her. Because he wrote it, right? So he's like, this beautiful, intelligent woman in the middle of nowhere with a fucking asshole of a husband. A Calebite, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> his, the husband is such a dick, treated her so bad. And David had, so David and his men were descending towards her, and she's met them. <clears throat> David had just said, it's been useless. All my watching over this fellow's property in the desert, and so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David. David, it's not, you're not doing something generous. You're not being generous or doing something nice if you expect something in return. Yeah, that's not a that's not a nice thing to do. I think. Hey, I watched all your shit. But Kyle, give me what I want. Kyle, now. you have to think about in their culture. So three thousand years ago, I think it was maybe standard practice if somebody helps you fucking in sheep shearing time, you give them. That's just what people did back then. I think. It sounded like they just stood around. Um, well, they. The servant fucking tells them that they were good. No, it's not. I can't just say the same thing over and over and over again. You did not fucking get me. You're driving me nuts, making me repeat myself. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a different way to say the same thing so you fucking understand. Jesus. Dude, I don't get it. (sighs) So it's been useless, all this work. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive and one male... If I leave alive one male of all who belongs to them. So he's uttering threats. David's saying, I tried. I was a nice guy. Fucking God deal with me if I leave any single one of those motherfuckers alive. So David's ready for war. Because the rich guy won't give him all his stuff. Because the rich guy won't help him. Just give him provision. He can afford it. So We just went fucking over this, Kyle. What do you want? That's my my whole point. It's a different fucking time in history. He goes and helps him by doing nothing, essentially. Effectively, nothing in this guy's life is different by by him being there. He did, Objectively, nothing changed. He, he guarded the fucking sheep. Okay, but and then he's like, "Now give me all your stuff that you said no to the first time." Okay, well that's the story. Fuck yourself. That's the story, Kyle. What the fuck do you want he's from a me? Cunt. Okay, fine. 
When Dave was, when Abigail saw David, she got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, "Yeah, she's like, eat my ass, my lord, and then you shall be king. Let the blame be on me alone, because your servant, but let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May the Lord pay no attention to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. He is a fool, and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent." So now since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm you like my master be like Nabal. So she's like, spare my life and kill that motherfucker. Yeah. So that's what she says. And by the way, I love you. I loved you the whole time. And let this gift which your master has brought to my master be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense. For the Lord will ser- certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master because he fights the Lord's battles. She's Her master is now David. She's just basically. Yeah, I know. For sure David didn't break in with his army, kill the guy, force his wife to marry him, and then take all his stuff. That didn't happen. Ex- no, what actually ex- happened was exactly. he said no because the guy was a big dickhead and deserved everything that was coming. And then, exactly. his wife, then his wife came out and said, hey, by the way, you're right. That guy's an asshole. I'll do anything you want now. Exactly, Kyle. Exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's just like when the Israelites asked, hey, can we travel 600,000 fighting men through your borders? And they're like, no. And they're like, we asked nicely. Now mm-hmm. we have an excuse to kill these people. It's a propaganda. It's not very believable, but that's the story. story. (laughs) That's the story. Um, Because he fights the Lord. My master fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life and the life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from a pocket of a sling. When the Lord has done for my master every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him leader over Israel. This gets very confusing with all the pronouns. Mm-hmm. Him. So this is all about David. So David is God's doing these things for David. And who's saying this? The, girl, the wife? Abigail. Yeah. So my master, David, <laughs> will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or having avenged himself. So, like, he's avenging himself. Like, you're totally right. So, he's it's a slight that's been done to him, and he's now justified in doing what he's about Isn't to do. Isn't that hilarious, though? Give me... I'm telling you to give me stuff. You owe me for something I did for you 20 years ago. The, the thing is, Kyle, the reason it's in there and it would have been even thought of as a good excuse is that it would be culturally relevant at that time. And you can't look at actions from 3,000 years before with today's isn't culture. That, isn't that what we're doing right now? most of the time the we time. are yeah. yes but I'm, it's not such a preposterous excuse is what i'm trying to make you realize well i'm saying if you knew fucking read anything about that's the- not my point my point is forcing <laughs> forcing your fake help upon people in an excuse after the fact that you murdered them it's like i killed him and then everyone's like oh fuck why'd you do that and then you're like oh i was guarding his shit for him what I'm saying is that's literally when people that's wrote literally that down. The, that's what the mafia does. Th- yeah, it's a racketeering yeah, thing. That's literally what the mafia does. Okay. But I'm saying Oh, they seem like good guys. The reason they could even think to write it down is it might have been a lot more culturally relevant. And for you to always say like that like you have to look at how things would have seemed oh, to I'm people sorry. at I the time. I thought God was always right. He's supposed to be. So, uh where were we? And the, when the Lord has brought my master success, remember your servant. 
So David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and avenging myself. So she actually saves the town because David doesn't actually kill these people. He was like about you, but you are a good woman and I'm not going to do this. She's so beautiful and smart. Yeah. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord God, the God of Israel lives, who kept me from harming you. If you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then, what a good guy. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him. Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. How come we're not acknowledging that that's not a custom then? Killing someone's whole family because one person slighted you. That's a custom. We're reading it the wrong way. We're not. It, this isn't 4,000 years ago. What do you, what, what's your point? My point is it's a bullshit argument. It's not a bullshit argument. Why? Okay, well, then we're, go- come, we're how- going in circles, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to move on. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, go home with you, you have granted this request. Then when Abigail went to Nabal, he was in his house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was very in very high spirits and very drunk, so she told him nothing until daybreak. Then in the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. Ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When, Go- when David heard that Nabal was dead... <laughs> what? He Coincidence. Sa- could be coincidence. Could be that God killed... Like, when you read it in or a sentence... could sen- be that David killed him. Um, well, when you read it in a sentence, it's like, and he died ten days later, and they're like, that's God, right? Uh-huh. But you'd think if God did it, like, it'd be like, as soon as she told him, God him, struck him dead that second. Well, it's also like... <laughs> she could have poisoned him. There's an attempted murder. And the guy gets, all right, he doesn't do it. And then 10 days later, the guy gets electrocuted and he's like, oh, no, no, that was God. That was act of God. No witnesses. Well, if he got electrocuted 3,000 years ago, it would have to be like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. Um, Who is of hell? So, sorry. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal, for he was treating me with contempt. He has his servants. He has kept his servants from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his head. Does it say anywhere that Nabal was pissed off that David stole his wife or just then David hasn't stolen his wife. David just sent her back and said, thanks. You saved your whole house. Thanks for the bread. For. Okay. Then David sent word to a- Abigail, asking her to become his wife. <laughs> his shit fucking sucks, man. His servants <laughs> went to Carmel and said to Abigail, also remember he's rich as fuck, right? So, so David- he gets all his stuff now. Exa- that was like my whole point. Exactly, exactly. Then David <laughs> sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. His- By the way- Oh, the rich dude with the smoking hot wife? Yeah, he died of natural causes, and his wife now Because uh, uh, God wanted to him me. to because he opposed God's chosen servant, David, mm-hmm. right? I was thinking today on the it's way— It's almost believable because David's a celebrity that she'd be like, yeah, my husband sucks, kill him. Yeah. Because that shit happens in real life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, she, she sees, like, a young man on the rise. Mm-hmm. His reputation would have been fantastic. Remember, he's been campaigning on Saul's behalf— succeeding always everything he sure. does is great then saul kind of turns on him but david has like he already has songs about him yeah and he killed the you know champion philistine that's all like that's always gonna get you far in the ancient world killing a champion on no the other, shit other, like you're a fucking hero yeah for the rest yeah. of time 
You were about to say the my something the other day. Oh, on the way here, I was thinking about just kind of way that my dad sees the world. I was like frustrated with because when things go good, he's like, you know, it's the Lord's favor, and that's what David's happening mm-hmm. to David all the time. I'm like, it's. Are, Look at all the other people that go to church that fucking bad shit happens to all the time, right? How is that the Lord's favor? The Lord is not favoring everybody. You're lucky. Well, he thinks he's better than them. I've just worshipped better, and God saw it right mm-hmm. to give me stuff that he didn't give you. If you exactly. were more pious, if you were just as pious as I, um, so, I don't know. that I, I, I don't know that he thinks that, but that's what it seems like. He, he, Everyone thinks that. They, it's weird to... To say it to They don't think they deserve disease. No. They they don't think that they're lucky they're born here and not fucking Africa. Who does? The poor part. No. Like who what are we talking about right now? Like Christians. Yeah, Christians. They don't go, Oh God, I'm so lucky that I am this person in this situation. Some of them do. After pure luck. Some I mean, of them what do you, you just said your dad doesn't. No, I was I I'll try I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he thinks. I I I say I, I try I try trying to think. But a of, large percentage of people believe God's favor. praying and God's favoring them benef- exactly. beneficially because of the prayer. Yes. Well, that would go to serve then. If they, <laughs> it's not luck that they're born here, with a good life it's, and a good. It's God. Yeah, it's God. So no, so he sees all that as God, and I. I've, but there's people praying that are in third world countries exact, more than they are here. Exactly. So that's the paradox. I try to. So show, you have to assume that those people aren't praying well or are bad people yeah, and deserve it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the mirror I try to hold up to say, don't you see the obvious error in your thinking? But that's you would have to think. You would have to think that you're better person than them. I know, but he doesn't acknowledge my argument of that. You, that's, don't, you don't think he thinks he's a better person? I don't think so. I think because he tries to help those people. That's his like whole life's that's goal nice. is to save a million children. And that's how you get into heaven. And you're, but you're like, Dad, why are those people starving in the first place? Aren't they? You know, I had to, I had to put this out there. But my grandparents, my both my grandmothers mm-hmm. are exactly like that. Yeah, they righteously think they have lived better lives according to God than everyone else. See, I don't think my dad thinks <clears throat> that about himself. He just doesn't acknowledge the obvious fucking whatever you call it, paradox of that, the obvious, like, contradiction inherent in that. He just, like, only thinks that God's looking out for him without, with blinders on. I just find that hard to believe. He's like, did those people help a thousand kids? No. So I'm better now. Honestly. You know what I mean? You can ask him himself. He's going to come on this podcast soon enough. You can ask him himself, because his main thing is the blessing. And I'll actually ask him all about that so he can answer for himself. But yeah, so I've been my for years. I've been trying to hold up the mirror of like genetic disease and the Holocaust and terrible things that happened to <laughs> I kinda, Christians. I kind of want your dad just to come on and tell funny stories. Okay, that's what he wants to do. <laughs> well, that's what I want him to do too. <laughs> okay, we're almost done this story. There's like one paragraph left. Okay, so to be David has sent you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, "Here is your maid servant, ready to serve you. Wash the hands of my f- master's feet." So. Ab- Abigail quickly got a donkey and attended her five ma- and attended by her five maids, went to David's messengers and became his wife. David also married Anhioma Jezreel. They were both his wives. And, Hell yeah, And dude. he's already got Saul's daughter, Michal. Fucking pimp. But Saul had given his daughter, Michal, uh, to da- but Saul had given his daughter, Michal, David's wife, to Palatiel, son of Lamish, who was from Galim. So when David left, <coughs> Saul married his his now ex-wife to some other guy 
So David has only two wives. He was married to this other chick, but when Saul chased him out of town, he married his wife away. Oh, okay. So the next week on the story, David again spares Saul's life. Get ready for that, Kyle. Did you learn anything today? No. (laughs) No, you just get. I'm fucking pissed off. That's the story. I hate it. I think it's dumb also. (laughs) It's just so implausible. It's like, no. No, it's just so so obviously human. Right? It's the most human story yet. I think I think so too. <laughs> there's I, no myth. There's no mythos. There's no mad, magic. It's just I'm such an awesome dude that everything I took was because of God. And by the way, I didn't take it. It was yeah. given to me. Yeah, that's what passed. And everyone I killed, I didn't able- kill. God killed and put them in my hands. Yeah, because I'm awesome. In fact, I spared his life before he that's, died. So that's, doesn't it seem human? I that's my <clears throat> that's my whole point. And like that's what every fucking powerful person says. Right. It's a very human story. Yeah. And people, but people at church eat it well, up. By the way, the king before me, that guy sucks. Yeah. It's like a presidential election, dude. Yeah. It's like no one goes. Obama uh, fucked yeah, that yeah, shit up, dude. Yeah, exactly. I inherited this mess. Yeah, every not my single job, person. Not my prop, which is my favorite expression. By the way, I actually saved that guy. I quitted him of all charges, so yeah. I'm I'm even better than him then now. Then God struck him down. Mm-hmm. I like, was going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, then Hillary Clinton. I mean, God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, then God ran his car into a tree at 140 miles an hour. If you remember all the way back to <clears throat> Moses and Aaron, that was read superhuman as well. It's like, God talked to me. Uh, my best brother, my brother <clears throat> here is going to be in charge of the church, and his descendants forever are going to mm-hmm. be the wealthy, wealthiest class but, in all of Israel. Yeah. Like a very crafty move. For the rest of history. I guess this one only bothered me more because you were like, this story rules and it's the best. The and whole, this one I think actually happened. The whole life of David is on That, a, that on was a interesting. Yeah. No, but up, up until the chase. Dude, wait until you get to meet David's mighty men. And then they fucking go to war with the Philistines. And he's got badasses, dude. They, oh, all, <laughs> they all have like, what's that movie, uh, Sin City? They all have like a vignette of like, so this guy killed an Egyptian that was seven feet tall with his own spear. This guy killed a bear in a cave. This, these two guys fought hand to hand all day and night till their swords were fused to their hands. Like they're, it's fucking badass. That, that kind of and then he just goes around kicking the shit out of all his neighbors and establishing God's kingdom. So I do love the heroic story of David. I know that it's propaganda and untrue, Kyle. I know. I said I choose to believe it for the sake of the Bible story. It's a better story if you just go along with it. If you're watching the Avengers and going, that would never happen. That would never no, no, happen. No, 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 no. That that's, never... that's not the same thing. They're painted in a universe that superheroes exist. Yeah. Well, this is a universe that God talks to people and God chose David and all the things happen according to God's yeah, plan. But that's my point. If God intervened in all this, just like he did with the demon and everything. Well, he, you would, you can assume that God is intervening. It happened. That unbelievable <laughs> story happened that way because God willed it to happen. Okay, fine. So that's the well, story. Well, it's better. Yeah. So that's the story. The God was David is God's the chosen Holy Ghost favorite guy. Yeah, went in his mouth and was like spo- speaking for him. Yeah, exactly that. So I mean, that's the story. Did we get any emails this week, Kyle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you, did they suck or something? <laughs> no, good. I'm just annoyed. I, I can see that you're annoyed, and I'm annoyed trying to explain to you. In <laughs> that's the story. Like, what do you want from me? You got a dream. You'll be happy. Remember when you were begging for dreams? Oh yeah. <laughs> I will. I, I will legit. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm gonna do. You're gonna pass it on to your mom. No, I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go under the guise of Facebook. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I can do this. I have different Facebook accounts, and I'm gonna post it on mom's. 
Uh, I'm gonna say somebody emailed you this. I'm gonna so I'm gonna because you control. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm gonna say somebody emailed you this, <laughs> and I'll get her to give a real uh, prophetic. If it's not over the top ridiculous, if it's yeah. not like I had a dream that I was shooting carps or something. <laughs> so what is it? Sorry, I was reading ahead a little bit. Oh. Dream interruption. O almighty Lord of hosts and his unholy interrupter, I formally come to thee as a faithful, unfaithful, to request a dream interpretation by the Lord of hosts himself. Okay. I'll be forever in your debt, and you can grant me this one simplest request. Okay. <laughs> but then he goes on to say, feel free to not read this part. <laughs> so I'm just not going to read it then. Okay. Now for the actual dream. So I'm hanging out in a sound studio with Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Okay. I, I already it's actually already good. It's not like I was sucking my own dick or something. Yeah. Dave walks over and plops his big bag <laughs> in front of me. Oh like okay. ba- bag? No, like a like an actual bag. Okay. Yeah, and inside one of those old Fisher Price castles. A bunch of little miniature figures of mythical creatures and an array of colorful stones and gems. You fucking made this up. Is this a real dream? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna post it to my mom anyways. So you think that sounds made up? I don't know. That could happen. I, yeah, it's a dream. Anything can happen. <laughs> I don't care why you think you made it up. I don't know. It just seems contrived. <clears throat> maybe turns out he because he knows too many details. Uh, maybe maybe it's I I don't know why I said I made that up. Actually, it's entirely possible because it's a dream. You're you're right and I'm wrong. Turns out he paid me to come and make a centerpiece for the studio with those items. I get to work making the centerpiece when a pretty girl wanders in, sits next to me, starts talking to me. Do you know this girl? As we're talking, Dave comes back into the studio and says, don't worry, you can do whatever you want. She's already paid for. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I don't know if my mom will... That's what we call a win-win. Dave then fist bumps the drummer in the studio. I look over at this girl. She no longer has a face. (laughs) Her head is just smooth all around. I jump up, look back at Dave, but he's gone... And the room is empty, and I wake up. Okay, so we that have seems to, real. So I'll give you my <laughs> best, my best go. Now I'm only the son of a crazy lady. I'm not actually the crazy lady. So Dave, you have to think of what Dave represents. So what does Dave represent? He is uh, the devil in Tenacious D, if I'm not wrong, right? So that's Satan. So you've gone into his studio, which is Satan's den. You've gone into Satan's house. You're in a bad, dark place. Good boy. Things have been going. <laughs> You have been making some bad decisions, and you're hanging out with b- bad people. Now, de- de- the devil often tries to bribe or trick or deceive, so he comes in with a bag of shiny gems in a castle. Dude, this fucking rolls. Well, this is what I think happened. So he's trying to entice you to get to build something for him. He's, he's Right? You're supposed Dude. to make something out of this. Is God real? And he gives you this, this woman, and then... You think it's your all your earthly desires culminating into like one thing, and you look at the woman and she's faceless, as in you could not even enjoy it just if you wanted to, because it's the devil has tricked you. Well, I thought it was like he's like all your you can have anything you want in your favorite hole, then shuts. And then yeah, and then so, and then the devil left. So I don't know if you cast him out or if he's going to be back. I I would say this is a warning dream. This is a dream uh, foreshadowing that somebody that you think that's going to come in like a wolf in sheep's clothing that you think is going to be good for you is going to make you an offer that seems irresistible. I think you should walk away from it. That's what I think. Is the gems drugs? The gems could be what any like 
Money. Something. Fleeting. Something fleet. Like, don't take what whatever comes into your life in the next, you know, year. Like a, a, a too good to be true ideal. Pass on it. That's what I say. Pass on it, cause God, like that's a warning. That fucking that's awesome. Yeah. I thought I was talking to Stacey Campbell with the deep voice all of a sudden. Uh, Dude, that sounded so fucking legit. I'm on board. That's that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. God is real, and you need to fucking watch your ass, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a warning dream. That's one of the most common types of prophecy. Oh, dude. Don't do any coke. It's going to have fentanyl in it. That's what that means. Yeah, don't do any coke. I haven't done coke. Unless it's free. Then you have no choice. That's true. You can't pass a free Coke when no. you're retarded. Yeah, that's a really dumb idea. The only <laughs> Coke I did was a free key bump. You told me the other day, like, it, dude, Coke doesn't count if it's uh, if you don't pay for it. Yeah. I was like, well, then I've never done Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Not one time. That's smart. That's smart of you. Mm-hmm. Never do that. All right. Well, uh, I think that's the podcast. Yeah. Hi. Right, um, we, uh, uh, you know, we do this every week for you guys, and uh, I don't see a lot of you doing anything for me. <laughs> So if you could just go <laughs> ahead, yeah, dude, I'm so on board and Kale, find uh, your most. Yeah, you guys fucking suck. Either you know who you are. The either, ones we're talking to, you know who you either are. Either the most religious of your friends, and just be like, can you sit down for an hour? Like even this podcast, as yelly as it was, and kind of confrontational, just just make them hear the story from our perspective once, and be like, explain yourself. Do you, first ask them. I always like to, you know, entrap mm-hmm. people. So you go, do you believe the story of David happened as it said in the Bible? And they they have pretty much have to say yes, right? Yeah. And then you play them this episode. You go, explain yourself. Isn't that doesn't that seem like the most human propaganda ever, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't have any religious friends, um, you know, just take some weirdo at or work. any friends at all, just harass people on the internet. Yeah, just okay. The weirdest guy at your job say, hey, you're pretty weird. You might like this weird podcast, and then. You know, tell them about it. That's our demo. You have to tell two people about the Bible Beaters podcast. Uh, that's your homework for go next to week. Uh, an Autism's Anonymous meeting. That's our main demo. <laughs> <laughs> go in and say, "Hey, have you guys heard of the Bible Beaters?" Yeah, and they'll be like, "Bible Beaters, Bible Beaters." Yeah, tell all your friends, Gus. <laughs> and uh, go on YouTube, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. That actually helps. Sharing on your social media like defeats the algorithm. YouTube suppresses shit like this, like our podcast specifically. Oh, yeah, we're persecuted against because we're telling the truth. No, yeah, yeah, for real. All that fluffy Christian shit, that's fine. But as soon as you go anywhere negative of the norm, they suppress your podcast. Dude, the, in the fucking stupid autoplay window, it's always like, it mm-hmm. goes from our podcast to like Bethel worship, and you're like, fuck this. Yeah, I know. You get around that, you got to share it on social media, comment, all that stuff. Yeah. It comes out a week after on YouTube that it does. The goddamn least you can do is give us an honest rating on iTunes. Yeah. Whatever you honestly believe this podcast deserves. It better be fucking five stars, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, see you later, nerds. <laughs> we got through it. Well, I'm home. I'm like Jesus. Break under the sheets, kneel down and witness this immaculate erection, baby Believers, don't you be ashamed to scream at daddy's name